But in those days, following that distress, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. The stars will fall from the sky and the heavenly bodies will be shaken. At that time, people will see the Son of Man coming in clouds with great power and glory. And he will send his angels and gather his elect from the four winds, from the ends of the earth to the ends of the heavens. Now learn this tree, this lesson from the fig tree. As soon as its twigs get tender and its leaves come out, you know that summer is near. Even so, when you see these things happening, you know that it is near, right at the door. Truly, I tell you, this generation will certainly not pass away until all these things have happened. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. But about that day or hour, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven nor the Son, but only the Father. Be on guard, be alert. You do not know when that time will come. It's like a man going away. He leaves his house and puts his servants in charge, each with their assigned task, and tells the one at the door to keep watch. Therefore, keep watch, because you do not know when the owner of the house will come back, whether in the evening or at midnight or when the rooster crows or at dawn. If he comes suddenly, do not let him find you sleeping. What I say to you, I say to everyone. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. An urgent cry. Have you ever been desperate? Desperate for recognition, desperate for help, desperate for love, desperate for, you can fill in the blank. Have you ever been desperate? This season of Advent is a time for us to recognize that in this time of waiting that there are many people who are desperate. On this upcoming week, on December 1st, we will acknowledge World AIDS Day. The day serves as an opportunity for people worldwide to unite in the fight against HIV and AIDS, to show support for people living with HIV or AIDS, and to commemorate those who have died from an AIDS-related illness. World AIDS Day was founded in 1988. This year, there will be a virtual worship experience at 2 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. And for more information, we will make sure that you receive the link this week. 
through communication from the office. The theme of this service is, again, global solidarity, shared responsibility. On December 2nd, in this time of waiting, we acknowledge that there is desperation on the part of individuals who are victims of sexual abuse, of trafficking, of exploitation, of harassment, be they children or adults. On December 2nd, this service of healing and wholeness will acknowledge that not only one, do, do these victims exist, but secondly, in many cases, the church has been silent. The church has not provided the kind of safety that the church should have provided. And so during this service of healing and wholeness, there will be an opportunity for us to repent of this sin as we worship and offer prayer-filled support to the victims. Have you ever experienced a sense of desperation? If you have, then I'm thankful that you will journey with me during this season of Advent. It has begun a season of waiting. Advent is not about Christmas. It's not about, as one author said, our now getting ready for Christmas. No. When we see Advent as that kind of a bridge, we lose sight of the full impact that the season of Advent is to have on our lives. Advent is about waiting. And as disciples of Jesus Christ, we must learn anew how to wait for the sake of waiting, how to wait in anticipation. For you see, waiting is an act of faith. For some of us, it seems as though we've been waiting for a long time. We didn't wait for Advent. For some, the season of waiting began in March of this year. And last summer, we thought that the wait was over, that we could return to our everyday routine and schedules, only to be reminded again that we had to re-enter into a season of waiting. I, like you, celebrate the news of the promising virus, or vaccines, forgive me. Like you, I am looking forward to the distribution of the vaccines, and I'm thankful that the state of Indiana and St. Joseph and Elkhart counties will be the recipients of such vaccines and distributions. Yes, Advent is a time for waiting. It's an opportunity for you and I to do a self-examination. Where are we when it comes to our relationship with God through Jesus Christ? 
What is it that we need to let go of? What is it that we need to take hold of? Waiting. Let us pray. Holy and ever-present God, the source of deliverance and help, we gather in your presence today. Speak to us as a rushing wind, stirring up within our minds the truth of your love and care. Speak to us as a burning fire, dissolving the self-doubts, the self-absorptions and fears. Speak to us as a still small voice, reminding us that you are God, a God who is more than enough to meet our every need. In the name of the Good Shepherd, Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. In the Old Testament lesson today, we read about a community of people, people who had been de described as God's people, people who had seen God manifest God's power in tremendous ways in, on Mount Sinai. You recall the story in Exodus? When God prepared to give Moses, the Ten Commandments, God showed God's self, demonstrated God's power to the point that the people said to Moses, Moses, you speak to God on our behalf. And now, years later, we see these same people in a state of desperation. You see, it is this group of people, the Israelites, who found themselves going after other gods. And because of that behavior because of that posture, because of their turning away from God, God turned away from them. And yet, we find them calling out. In this, in this third section of Isaiah, which was written years after the prophet Isaiah. And we know that in Isaiah chapter 40 through 66, God has demonstrated that God will comfort God's people. In Isaiah 64 verses 1 through 9, we see these people in the state that they were in before God offered that comfort. They, these are a people who turned away. They saw that the sanctuary in Jerusalem had been brought to ruins, they found themselves under the oppression of an oppressed people, and they cry out to God. This section, 64 verses 1 through 9, is a part of a larger uh, text that is known as a communal lament. It's also known as a psalm, a psalm within this prophetic book known as Isaiah. It's in this communal lament that we hear the people recall how they have seen God's power in the past. And yet, now they are dealing with the reality of what it means when one chooses to no longer walk with God, what it means when one chooses to go after other gods. I wonder. Have you experienced that kind of a separation whereby you decided no longer to walk with God, where you decided to follow other gods? 
be it the God of self-preservation, be it the God of individualism, be it the God of material goods, be it the God of self-sufficiency. The Israelites discovered what you and I have discovered whenever we've gone after other gods, and that is that the other gods will never satisfy us. The other gods will never meet our needs. The other gods will always leave something lacking within our lives. I wonder, could it be that one of the reasons why we as a nation who, who claim to be a Christian nation, I wonder, could it be that one of the reasons why we are experiencing such chaos and division is because we have gone after other gods? There are those who would say we need to return to the founding fathers and look to them for guidance and direction. I would suggest to you that that looking to our founding fathers is not going back far enough because even our founding fathers found themselves going after other gods, the god of oppression that allowed slavery to take place, the gods of power that allowed the destruction of indigenous peoples to take place. No, if we are to go back to God, then we must go back to the beginning. Genesis chapter one, that states, God, in the beginning, God made humankind in God's image. When we follow that God who has created all humankind the same, then I would suggest to you, we will be able to experience the kind of satisfaction that we long for and that we desire. In this lament, the Israelites lift up the way life used to be, and then they name their current reality, a reality where they have seen what they love dearly, the city of Zion, Jerusalem, and their temple destroyed. They see themselves living in an oppressed state, and as the communal lament unfolds, we do find them asking the question. And it's a question of faith, it's a question of hope. And here's the question. Will you come to our rescue? Will you come to our rescue? I appreciate this communal lament that we find in Isaiah because I would suggest to you, my brothers and my sisters, that we need to also have a time of communal lament. There is a need for us as the body of Christ, as Evangel Heights United Methodist Church, to stop and to pause and, and to think about what life used to be before the pandemic before the chaos and the confusion that this pandemic has ushered in. There's a need for us to remember how things used to be, and yet there's also a need for us to acknowledge the reality. That's a part of the lament, the loss. What have we lost? In addition to loved ones who may have died, what are the losses 
have we experienced? And then there is a need for us to acknowledge hope. Hope in the God who will allow us to move forward. On December 21st, the longest night of the year, we will have a service of lament and hope, a time for us as a congregation to lament over what used to be, the joys, the celebrations, the time of lament for us to acknowledge what is, the challenging realities of loss. In one setting, I remember someone saying, during a time of lifting up a lament, they said, we've lost hugs. We've lost getting together and, and seeing one another fully. On December 21st, we will acknowledge our losses. And yet, we won't stop there. We'll, we will express the hope that we have in this God whom we've trusted in the past, this God whom we know we can trust even now. Yes, the Israelites were desperate, and in their desperation, they lamented. Lament is a part of the cycle of life. Unlike the Israelites, we know that the God who has been re revealed through Jesus Christ will deliver us, will answer our prayers that are lifted up during our service of lament and hope. He will listen to our prayers of confession. He will forgive us of our sins. He will restore our fellowship with him. And yes, we will wait trusting in this God, not only on December 21st, but even today. We will continue to wait, trusting the God whom Jesus Christ has revealed to meet us at our deepest point of need. Let us pray. We confess, Lord God, that it is difficult to wait on you. We live in a society that prior to the pandemic had us to believe that whatever we wanted, we could secure at a moment's notice. Now we live in the reality that that is not true. Teach us how to wait, not wait until the next thing happens, but teach us how to wait on you for your timing, for your direction. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen.